What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Crazy Face Uno Podcast. I'm your host, Shane McNeely. And just a reminder, Crazy Face Uno is inspiring others to do good and make a difference in our local and global community. And I have today a friend, a very wise man. He's actually a former boss of mine and just an all-around great guy, Noah Manning. Noah, welcome. That's, I'm grateful to be uh, be on the podcast with you. And uh, yeah, I dig it, man. It's cool to, to hear you. I got the chills when you uh, did the introduction. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, you know, spoiler, spoiled the, the uh, surprise, but it's not really much of a surprise. You were uh, yeah. my manager, one of my bosses uh, at Invisible Children. Yeah, it's, it's a trip to, to hear you say that because it kind of brings back the memory of that whole time. It was just a stra- strange and, and strange experience, you know. Um, yeah. But it's also interesting because I don't, I don't feel like, you know, I just, I guess I didn't look at myself as, as your boss in a way. I just, yeah. You know, so it's interesting. It's just interesting to think about back on that time. Yeah. I mean, the truth is you were. But I mean, I think that we were probably more friends than you were my boss in a lot of ways, you know, I mean, um, I, I just felt very supported. I felt like you've been, even though a lot of time has passed in between, you know, the, the moments we talk uh, a lot, I still kind of think of you as like a mentor in in some ways, just a, a sage man that, uh, has always been there to provide some, some wisdom when I need it. Awesome, man. No, I'm like, that is like an honor to know that you think of me that way. And I know that uh, it's actually been a while since we, you know, when, since, well, we connected briefly the other day. Yeah. Um, just for logis- more logistical purposes. But right. yeah, man, I mean, I, I know we've, you know, it felt like we went pretty deep um, while we worked at Invisible Children together. For and, sure. Um, you know, I, I will always cherish you know, that time and the, and the bond we, we developed. Yeah. And then, you know, it's been interesting to kind of, you know, flow in and out of each other's lives over the past, whatever, you know, five, seven years that it's yeah. been. Um, Isn't it crazy? So, it's uh, been that I mean, long. Dude, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it doesn't feel like it's been as long as it has since we were there. Um, yeah, time, time flies, man. It sure does. It sure does. I wrote down a few things just to kind of give people a little background on you, Noah. Um, you went to school and you studied, I wrote down integral counseling, counseling psychology. Yeah. So that was a a master's program that I started, um, you know, prior, like my, you know, back in the, what, it's probably 20 years ago almost now, uh, you know, in in undergrad, I did a a business, business degree. Right. From the university Um, of San Diego, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so I've kind of had an interesting, you know, path as I think we all do in terms of sure finding kind of finding my way through what I feel called to, to do work wise. And I, I don't know if at this point in my life, I wonder if there's ever like a, a destination to that. It almost feels like more of an iterate iterative process, you know, that's ongoing. Yeah. I think I think that's good. I think sometimes it's just good to look at it that way instead of like you've reached the point, you know. Um, 
totally. I don't totally. I'm I, glad that you can see it that. <laughs> yeah, it's cool that you can hold it that way for sure. Maybe it's because I feel the same way as you. Like it's just been this wandering journey. But I, as I get older, you know, there's been several moments. This is just a tangent in some ways, but uh, there's been several moments throughout my life that I was like, oh, when I get to this age, when I get to this point, then I'll, you know, I'll know and I'll have things figured out. And the older I get, the more I, I realize that we're all just faking it. We don't have a clue what's going on. That's, that's a, yeah, well said, man. <laughs> we're just, we're just <laughs> trying to figure it out as we go. <laughs> so Totally. And I mean, it's, it's cool because like for me, that has become way more clear. Yeah. Um, becoming a dad. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. And having a baby and just being like, yeah, dude, it's, uh, man, it's, it's, it's seriously, it's the fucking best, dude. There's nothing else. Yeah. Well, it, it, in one way, it's the best. And, and, uh, but it, it definitely highlights, like, dude, like, I'm supposed to be an adult and, like, kind of know what is going on. Yeah. And, and on one hand, it's like, there's some truth to that, right? Like, sure. we have, we have the experiences that we've, like, I have the experiences that I've, that I've had throughout my life. And that gives me a certain, you know, kind of perspective on things or point of views on things. But at the same time, it's just like, dude, like there's really no way to, to know what is absolutely right. And so it's just kind of a, a little bit of feeling what feeling my way through the dark. And I think, you know, accepting that there's just, that's just the reality of at least the way I find that life. That's what makes the most sense is like, shit, I don't really ultimately know whether I'm doing the right thing or not, but I'm going to, lead with my heart and hopefully if I if I make mistakes which I'm going to I I'm open enough and humble enough to learn right. from them and um, and also you know make it right with the people anyone that I've kind of heard along the way yeah that humility is is huge you know of just like man I screwed up and owning it and moving on I think I think it just gives I think it's just respected you know um if, if you yeah. if you take the high road and just own up and own it and, and move forward. And, you know, I've said it multiple times on here, like, man, I've, I've made so many mistakes throughout my life and I just try to be the best person I can be and, and trying to improve myself every single day. And, you know, and, and also be gracious along the way because I have a tendency to like be a little harder on myself than maybe is necessary. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, just yeah, dude. learning to be gracious, but also to, to work on myself and, and to continue to improve. I'm never a finished product. Yeah, I like that, Shane. And it's cool, man. I mean, I, I didn't tell you this the other day when we talked, but, like, it's always hard to know. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's always hard to know. Like, one of the things I'm always curious about is, like, I'm obviously changing mm-hmm. all the time. And so that's going to change the way I experience other people and the world around me. Yeah. And, like, when I talk to you, I'm like, wow, Shane's changed. Like, yeah. And I feel, uh, just a deeper sense of ease is how I'm experiencing you. And also a softness, you know, like, yeah. um, not, a, not in a, like, Oh, not from a perspective of weakness, but just around like a kind of the edges are rounding a little more. And I, yeah. I dig it, man. I feel, I feel curious about, what's transpired in your life, you know, with you getting married and, um, yeah. you know, start starting this podcast and, um, just, yeah, just what, what's been alive for you to kind of lead you into this next chapter 
that I'm getting some taste of through our interaction here. And um, so, I mean, I, I know this is to be, to interview me, but I wonder like if you're willing to share a little bit about what has been the big evolutions or changes in your life over the past few years, um, just to kind of get up so I can get up to speed with you sure. a little bit. And, yeah. and if, if that doesn't feel aligned with the interview, then I'm happy to shift gears, but I just, that would be really cool if you're up for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm, I have some notes written down like always, but you know, I'm, I'm no idea necessarily where this is going to, going to take us. And I kind of like that. I like that organicness in a lot of ways, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I've, man, it's been like you said, it's just been this like journey, this roller coaster in some ways. And there's a lot of things that have, you know, moved me in this direction. I've really always had this desire to kind of, um, one thing I've always said is I've wanted creative control of, you know, my life in some ways and, and what I do. And, yeah. um, you know, this is a, an avenue or a path that's, that's provided that for me. Um, there's been a lot of little motivations along the way, but, um, it's been, it's been a journey. I moved to, so out of leaving invisible children, I, I moved to uh, Minnesota and, you know, I had a buddy, my best friend, Sam, and uh our friend matt uh who matt worked at invisible children in 2009 actually um but they they moved out there and his wife um and she she was pregnant matt's wife was pregnant and they ended up having a baby and um anyway long story short is you know i I moved out there tried to find my way um and man life is hard sometimes and ups and downs of moving, meeting new people, trying to find my way there. And I ended up meeting my wife. And I think that's really what kept me in Minnesota for as long as it did. Um, I had started kind of looking elsewhere and being like, man, it's cold as shit here. And (laughs) like, I don't have any reason to stay here. So why not look for jobs wherever I'm at, you know? Um, Something that's always been important to me. And I think you probably, I'm sure we've talked about this, but helping others and, and, um, just being part of something bigger than myself has always been important to me. Um, you Absolutely. Know, hence, you know, Haiti and invisible children and, you know, some of that that's like led me to where I am today. But yeah, I met my wife and she's amazing. I know everybody says that I wouldn't be the person I am today without her, but I really wouldn't. She challenged me in so many ways yeah. and we get to do this life together. And, um, you know, I, I'm challenged by her. She's challenged by me and and we get to kind of figure things out and heal from past and, um, whatever. But yeah, in the last year I've, I've really struggled to be honest and I've had a lot of struggles mental health struggles and and whatnot. I mean, last fall was probably one of the lowest moments and I'm I'm coming up on that like year anniversary in some ways of, um, Mm -hmm. some of the, one of the lower moments of my life. I know a couple of years ago was probably the last time I really had talked to you and, you know, I was kind of struggling with, things then I think it's just it didn't get any better it just kind of like progressed you know uh just not being satisfied with my life and and where I was going what I was doing and um you know trying just trying to figure things out and 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 again it's always been something that I've wanted to do is figure out who I am what I'm doing and and improving myself and so yeah hitting some of those low points and um uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, curious. I, I'm curious about, do you mind if I just chime in there with like, yeah. h- how have you 
navigated those low points because mm. like I, you know, I have my own stories and I'm happy to like rip with you sure. um, about, you know, if, if, if about what that's been like for me, but I'm curious, like what has been your, yeah, what's been your way through, you know? Cause I feel like a lot of times it's just our culture doesn't really talk about, about what that's like to go through those dark periods. Yeah. And, um, so I'm just wondering like, yeah, what, how, how, cause we, you're right. We haven't talked in a few years. So like, yeah. what, what's been, what's that, what's that, what's that been like for you and how have you found your way through it? Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I just didn't like who I was. I didn't like who I was becoming. I didn't like the things that were coming out of my mouth, how I was responding to things. Um, you know, how I was treating the people around me, you know, my wife and, and, my quick to anger, my myself in a lot of ways, I just and I beat myself up a lot, and this is where the the graces came in, you know, and learning that I need to be be a little more gracious on myself. Um, but it it's not a I don't think it's I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast, but like I I've said it to some people, I've been working on loving myself, and uh, I didn't yeah. love myself. I I didn't love who I was. Yeah. I didn't. I hated myself in a lot of ways, you know, and not in a like self injurious way or anything like that, but, um, just those the d- depressions and these like high anxiety. And, um, I think the wake up call for me and I'll get back to, you know, what maybe some of the processes that I've gone through, but the wake up call for me was, um, Matt, the guy that I lived with when I first moved here, uh, committed suicide uh, two years ago. And uh, honestly, I didn't have any relationship with him at that time. Uh, Just some things that happened in our lives. And I just was like, I don't trust you and I I can't have you in my life. And um, so that didn't mean that I wanted that to ever happen to anyone ever, you know. And uh, yeah. I think his death really forced me to to deal with my own demons in a lot of ways and see, you know, that just come come to grips and kind of figure some stuff out. And, and it, I don't know, I don't know if I dealt with that right away very well. And so, you know, a year ago, I think it kind of reared its head a little bit. Um, yeah. And then the other one is has been, you know, we had Alex uh, Collins from Invisible Children who similar thing um this year and and so it's just been like man it's brought me closer to my friends in my life uh my college friends hence uh you know i've had some podcasts with them we we were actually able to get together this last july for the first time in like nine years um our close college friends and you know that was really spurred from from that as well and his death and kind of brought us all back together and being intentional with those guys and, and diving in and diving deep. I can't really say, you know, I've, I've talked about it for a long time that I, I really think I needed to, to see someone. I'm not saying I still don't and see a therapist. I haven't done that yet. Um, this move has been kind of on the move to Florida has been, uh, something that's rocked the boat a little bit and caused me to be like, you know, maybe once I get to there, get there, I don't want to find somebody here and then have to move and go through all this again and you know, whatever. But, um, there's been a lot of intentionality from me of just like reaching out to people that I, you know, care about and love and 
building those relationships back up. Um, reading a lot of books, to be honest, you know, I, I've been taking ownership of my life and, and trying to educate myself in whatever way I can to be like, all right, how do I, how do I deal with some of this? Um, I haven't, you know, I, I don't know how much it's helped, but I've made lifestyle changes with my diet over the last several years. Um, I'm just being very intentional about limiting the sugars and carbs going into my body and in my life. And I, you know, I had reached a, a point in my life that I was about 35, 40 pounds heavier than I am now. And, um, kind of fixing some of those. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted to wrestle you at that time. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to wrestle either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then honestly, and I don't know how much it's helped, but it's something that I've just kept using and kept, uh, consuming, but CBD oil has really been something right. that I've contributed to like, uh, just helping my mood and stabilizing, you know, my mood and myself yeah. and, um, helping me kind of regain control of myself. And I, again, I don't know. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, but totally. yeah, that's like yeah. the, the, the non-detailed version, I guess. And I haven't really thought about that, to be honest, of what the process was of me getting to where I am now. I know yeah. even my wife has, has mentioned, like, I she she's noticed such a big change in me as well. And I think this podcast, in a lot of ways, has been really therapeutic for me, of being able to I, reconnect with friends. And I, I'm a long-winded guy in general, so... But most people don't want to just sit down and riff for an hour, hour and a half, you know? And so this is a, a yeah. great way for me to be able to just catch up with people, stay connected with people, and, um, yeah, I don't know, make a difference in, in whatever way I can and, and have a little more purpose and value in life. I think that's been a thing that I've been searching for for a long time. That's that's awesome, man. Yeah, I feel like hearing your journey, just obviously I, I am sure there's a lot more to it than what you were able to touch on, you know, kind of broad strokes, but yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it's interesting to hear how you've navigated the, the territory of, you know, kind of the challenges of depression and, yeah. um, And finding your way to more, you know, it sounds like just more alignment with yourself and, uh, and also the triggers, you know, losing people you love. And, and Mm -hmm. so it's, um, yeah, man, I've been, you know, I've been kind of in the dark in a way from, for what's been up with you. And part of that's just been my lack of, um, you know, being able to reach out and, and tend to my community too. And so I'm, I'm inspired by what you're doing here because it's a reminder of how important that is. Yeah. And, uh, I think it really is. I think though that, that community and that group, you know, you know, and the, just with this and moving even, you know, that was a real concern of mine of, of moving and re I'm no stranger to moving. I'm no stranger to this. And it's hard sometimes it's isolating. It's lonely until you can, you know, find that group of people and, you know, find those hobbies that people have in common. But, you know, just being intentional about reaching out to people and, you know, I'm reading a book with a few different guys and, um, now and, you know, from a distance, just kind of everybody throwing information into a, a group chat is, you know, it's nice, it's good. And, uh, but 
yeah, I don't know. Just that intentionality of everybody's everybody's thing, everybody's life, and everybody's problems and troubles are the most important to them, you know? And yeah. I care about them just as much as I care about myself. And, and I try to, you know, at least. And, hey, I got a buddy who's, you know, renovating a house and his family. He just He's got a kid and they're, you know, he's got stressors there and he's going back to school to get his doctorate degree and, you know, whatever, all these different things. And I got a buddy, you know, I've got friends that just have different things going on in their lives and different challenges. And I want them to be there for me. And, and it's, I have to be there for them too, you know? And yeah. So that's, that's awesome, man. It actually reminds me like today I reached out to um, a buddy of mine that I grew up with and there's a core group of, of men that I like played sports with and, and just have had a friendship with since I was like five, six years old. Yeah. And one of the things I admire so much about, about this friend, his name's Daniel is like, whenever I reach out, he is excited and like makes an effort to participate in my life. And, yeah. Like, you know, he's rivers just turned one last week. And um, we're going to go down to San Diego, which is where both my wife and I are from. You know, we live in the Bay Area now. Yeah. And, uh, and like, just knowing that he's going to come to the party and, like, bring, you know, he want, he's like, what should I get him? And there's just this quality <laughs> of, of generosity yeah. and care that, like, I struggle with personally. Like, it's something that uh, there's other ways that I care and show my care and, and generosity, but that's like the way, the way he does it is something that I just admire. And it gives me more, um, just gives me more, more modeling of like how I can be more the way that I want to be yeah. to keep those friendships really solid. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, that's such a, a, a big part of life to have those friendships and to keep them. And I, I think that's something I'm realizing more now as I'm like starting a family and like feeling some, some places in my life that are just not as, um, full as I want them to be, you know? And, and it's, it's always a balancing act, but there is something about that, like nourishing community that I think is, uh, is so important and, and it's challenging in, in, in certain ways in a more modern life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it's, it's cool to see, you know, and, and it. I think it's the mark of, you know, I've had a lot of those conversations in recent months too of, um, it's just cool to see those people that you can reach out to and like you just pick up where you left off and there's that same energy and same like, totally. I don't know, excitement and whatnot. Well, yeah. let's, let's take it back a little ways here, Noah. Um, All right. You know, I know you're no, where are you going? <laughs> I know you're no stranger to losing people you care about or losing someone you cared about. Um, prior to me meeting you, you lost your brother. Yeah. And I know that that was really hard, um, to put it lightly. Um, and you took some time to kind of process that and, and to deal with that on your own. Do you mind jumping into that with us? Yeah, totally. Um, I think like even stepping back and a step further, sure. um, just cause it feels like it will help with, with my process around my brother. Um, you know, I think it's interesting losing him started a, 
just kind of like a, uh, and it wasn't ever actually started necessarily. Like I had started to question, just question my life before mm. my brother, you know, his name was Nathan before he died. Um, and I, for me, the way that showed up was just like, it, it was kind of like at the time, what, what, what I would call a spiritual longing. It was like, yeah, I was super focused on business and like making money and, um, and just like success as, as I defined it, which was like to be more, you know, I guess just to like, I don't even know if I had a specific clear like definition for it, but it was definitely like making money, being admired by people, having nice things. And, and at some point in that process, I, I just like felt like I lost touch with myself, um, in striving for those things. And, and so that kind of opened up, you know, a process of really looking within and, and asking questions and reading books and trying different, you know, exploring different things like meditation and, and mm-hmm. therapy. And, um, and then my brother died and actually that happened like a few, a few months after I left a nine, nine year relationship with a woman that okay. I, you know, deeply loved. And, yeah. um, we had a, in many ways, a really great relationship, but something wasn't quite clicking for both of us. And so that ended, um, and then my bro died and, um, yeah, and it's been like 10 years since that happened. Yeah. Um, and I think throughout that process, him dying was a real catalyst for me to go deeper yeah. in just really understanding myself. And um, and I still haven't made sense of the last 10 years of my life. Yeah. I don't know if I ever will. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck was that? You know? Like, <laughs> um, I know. I feel like I was kind of on the fringes, you know, I wasn't as, you know, Invisible Children was a really cool time in that, in the past decade, because I feel like, you know, it gave me a chance to kind of get grounded and recentered with really good, like, hearted people, creative yeah, people. I agree. Um, you, you, you had a similar, similar experience on that? Yeah, I feel, I feel like Invisible Children, there's, it's a, it's just a community of in a lot of ways, I mean, I don't know, a lot of ways grounded people, you know, that like-minded, we, we all had a, a vision and, and goal, one goal in mind, and we are working to make that a reality. And I think that everybody, especially, you know, Invisible Children led to the, me discovering my faith, you know, or rediscovering or more so the breakdown of that in a lot of ways of like letting go of, of my, my faith, um, in some ways of, I had the ability to go deep with people and have conversations. And that was the first step to, to being okay with not going to church and not calling, you know, not being a part of that community anymore, which led to where I am today. And it's keeps coming up, but I don't, I don't call myself a Christian anymore. And, uh, you know, to, to put that out into the world is, um, new to me. Uh, but it's came up in the yeah. last couple podcasts to be honest. Um, wow. but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's been something I've held on to of not wanting my family or, you know, more specifically my mom who probably is listening right now, but, um, 
you know, I, I don't think it's any, it's not a secret anymore. And it's something that, you know, I've been able to, to let go of. And I guess it's just an exploration of, you know, that, that part of my life. And when you're surrounded by people that genuinely care about you and love you and, and care about the world in general, I think that you're able to have deeper conversations and more intentional conversations about life. And that's where Invisible Children really opened the door for me in some ways. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I can totally appreciate that. And and I, I'm like still taking in your, you know, you saying that you're not a Christian. And mm. I, I, it's cool because like, I, I just love to hear you speak your truth. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I've had conversations with, one of my good buddies, Tony, we've actually this week, we've, he, he texts me on, uh, he texts yeah. me, you know, after the po- first podcast that I ever said that. And he was like, Hey, congrats on, you know, kind of coming out and, uh, you know, saying yeah. that publicly, I know that's probably not easy. And, um, you know, we had a conversation about how he kind of sees that or like, you know, there's just yeah. so many different versions of quote Christianity in some ways. So he's like, when people ask me if I am, I'm always like, well, what do you mean by that? You know? And so for me, it's just, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't need to, it's just, it is, that's like, yeah, it is a, it is a big step for me, I think in some ways of um, letting go of fear and not being fear based, but just being, like you said, speaking my truth and you know, that's just where I'm at. So I, I love it, man. Yeah, I really, I, I, I can, you know, I have a sense that it's a big deal for you. Yeah. Yeah. It is because I've, I've held back. I've, I've felt like I've held back, um, compartmentalize these different parts of my life and I'm starting to let go of those. And I I don't know if that was some of my, you know, mental health stuff that's kind of rearing its head and being like, dude, you talk about being authentic, but you're not. So like either you know like do it and and be what you say you are or like stop pretending you know yeah yeah well it's you know it's cool that you say that and and i think it's interesting because right like with authenticity i mean i've always felt like you're authentic i remember the first time i i saw you and we didn't even like fully meet but you were uh just walking through the old office you know, downtown, like on that yeah. upper level and you had your sleeves rolled up and I just saw <laughs> your, like, I, and almost more, I like felt your energy come through the room and I was like, dude, I will, I, I dig this guy, you know? And like we hadn't, I think I was actually there visiting Chris Carver, just doing a tour and I had just come back from India and like, was just kind of like curious about IC cause yeah. Chris, you know, had been pretty excited about it. And I was like, Hmm. I just, I just appreciated your vibe and, and it was cool like that later on, you know, we became friends and I got to, you know, oversee you in, in terms of our department. And so that's funny. Uh, Cause I don't yeah, even I remember, are, I don't even remember bumping into you like that. That's funny. I don't know if you even saw me, dude. I, that was just, I don't know if I ever shared that with you. No, that I was think just you my have. first, first experience of like, you know, in a way connecting with you, even though it wasn't a formal, you know, explicit like connection. And, uh, and so I feel like you, you, I've always perceived you as authentic, but I, I also get what you're saying that like, there's more of ourselves, I think, or I know for myself, there's more of myself that I can share if I'm willing to face the fear that comes yeah. up. 
Well, and, and I read um, I read something recently. You know, um, I came across this. I think it was a post on Instagram, but um, and within it, this one little piece stuck out to me, and and it was basically um, like having integrity with myself, mm-hmm. um, and that concept, I guess, is of like integrity with myself, and I feel like that's really something I was like, hmm. Yeah, that hits home, you know? And that was like a, yeah. okay, that sticks out to me. And, and it stuck with me, and I've just kind of rolled around in my head for the last couple of weeks of, yeah, and integrity with myself. And I don't know that I had that. I felt that I had that in the past, and that's something that I value a lot is integrity. And, um, like, okay. Yeah, yeah I like, hear you. Yeah. Oh, and it's interesting because, like, it's like, you're actually, as you share that, it gives me insight because I almost feel like part of, going deeper is like for me been like facing the ways that I'm not in integrity sure and a lot of that's just been like you know it's not not to not take responsibility for it but I feel like it's a paradox because it's like so much of of the way that I have been in the world was inherited you know just from family and culture and friends and like by looking at the things that just don't align for my deeper truth then I feel like I have been able to find more integrity and authenticity. Um, and going deep into those places that don't feel aligned has felt out of alignment, you know, cause it's like, I'm in it. I'm like actually facing those things. Yeah. Um, and that can be really hard. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so it's just an interesting frame that I, I don't know if I've ever looked at it that way, but what, as you were sharing about, you know, you're kind of, how you're holding being integrity with in integrity with yourself. I'm like, wow, you know, I guess I, I, I can't say what you, what, yeah, I have no idea what it, what you've been like over the past few years. Cause we haven't been, you know, spent a lot of time together, but like, yeah. I've always just sensed that on a deep level, you've had a lot of integrity. And yeah. so I'm just wondering if like, if there's any resonance to that concept of like, you know, like, yeah, like facing the places that are out of integrity can make it feel sometimes like not being in integrity. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would say I'm, I've been my same old self in some ways, you know, like, but yeah. um, I guess just, I mean, my, I think the, the different avenue or just kind of even sharing like my faith journey or that little bit of my like faith and kind of figuring out, it's always been something that, you know, I, I grew up, my dad was a pastor and, you know, I was always in the church. So I think that that was just something that was big for me and it's been a, an ongoing process of figuring out. I mean, I was a junior in college, uh, sophomore, junior in college, whenever I like first started questioning my faith and started to like break that down and figure out what do I actually believe and why do I believe it and asking myself these why questions and um, exploring that and it it, again it's like college then invisible children and starting to that was the first time I gave myself permission that's how I say it is like I gave myself permission to not go to church anymore and like I don't want to go and it was a weight that it was like off my shoulders and I think this is that third wave of this in some ways for me being like I don't think it's any surprise to anybody, um, even though I had never really vocalized that specifically to my mom. Um, I don't think that it was a surprise. It's just the way I had handled, you know, situations or whatever. I'm, I'm not running away. I'm not like I'm it's not that I something that I believe and something I've said on here many times is 
a truth is a truth is a truth. And there are a lot of truths. There are a lot of truths in the Bible. There are a lot of truths in the Christian faith, but there are also a lot of truths in a lot of different places. And, uh, I, I want to seek that and always be checking those truths to make sure they're still true. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just never, I, I don't live in absolutes. You know, I, I, that's just something I, I want to keep an open mind. I want to, uh, always be checking in on those things and, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Did that that answer your question? (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, it it does. It does. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I appreciate like you're, you're sharing about your faith and, and, and in a way becoming more like an integrity around it. Yeah. Um, inspires me to, you know, to share, like tying it back to, you know, my, you asking about my brother, like, yeah. there's a piece with my life that I have kind of swept under the rug and it's only been in, and not completely, but, but also in some ways I have, and that's around like, you know, the family I grew up in. Yeah. And when, how did, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I'm still finding kind of coherence around the story, but I think at the essence, like, you know, I love my, my parents, my mom and dad, they're both still alive. Um, they're divorced. Yeah. But I have kind of like protected my family and its story. Um, probably for my own safety on some level, I don't even still, I'm not completely clear on, on why it almost feels like it's like some deep biological imperative, you know, like you want to keep your family safe. But like, I think now having a baby, um, it's brought up for me, like what, where I came from and how I've become who I am. And a lot of the ways that I, I, I defended myself in through life or postured or like, you know, not been open to the world and people around me. And I think, you know, that, um, at this point in my life, like I've chosen to actually not be in communication with, with either of my parents. Yeah. And it's been a really, um, been a really painful process to get to this point. Yeah. And I feel like culturally it's, it's like, it's not something that makes sense to a lot of people. They're like, Mm -hmm. dude, like just like get over it, you know, like not, not, that's not exactly the way people say it, but it's kind of like, dude, your parents, like they made mistakes and like, you know, just forgive. And I, I believe in that. I believe in forgiveness and even more so for myself or whoever is the one forgiving more than, more than like the people that are being forgiven. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I think there's a truth in like that there can be families that are just not healthy families, you know? And like, I think my, coming to terms with that has been really painful and it's taken me a long time yeah. and has alienated me from, from just life, you know, in terms of like, in a way, like showing more of myself to the world. And so I think that's a place that in some ways I feel embarrassed that I'm like 37 and I'm like, you know, working out my mommy and daddy issues. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but when, I, I mean, like, but, you know, but why, what, 
is there ever a bad time to like figure you know to to work through it i mean if it's taking you to this point who cares you know like what's it matter to anybody else it's it's your it's your story it's your truth you know it's 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 part of who you are and so you know i i think i think that healing comes healing comes in different ways and at different times you can't you can't force healing. It's got to, it's got to almost happen organically in some ways. You can address it. You can be intentional about it, but it takes time. Yeah. And, uh, you just can't, you can't force yourself to get over something. You know, you have to come to, to terms with whatever that looks like for you, you know? So 37 or yeah. 16, who cares? You know, it's like good for you for at least seeing that and uh knowing that it's something that's going on in your life yeah dude i appreciate you saying that i'm I'm taking that in because um yeah it is there is really no right timetable to it and i think i can be really hard on myself in terms of what i expect of myself same um yeah i know we share in that dude (laughs) (laughs) yeah same (laughs) so so yeah, I mean, I think you know, I, part of the reason I share is just because um, to liberate myself from the shame of feeling like I came from a family that I was ashamed of. Yeah, and part of it is like sharing that it's okay to. I ch- I believe it's okay for me to choose not to have a relationship with my parents. Um when it's in when it feels in integrity with what's true for me and what I value and the life that I want to create. Yeah. And I have a hope, I have a deep wish that I will be able to love my parents and have some form of relationship with them. Yeah. Um but not when it's at the expense of my personal health or like the mm. well being and flourishing of my family. Yeah. And like my my wife and my son. And so that's been a really challenging process for me over the past few years yeah um healthy boundaries i think those are important exactly totally and and for me i didn't really i i've had to learn that you know like i the boundaries i learned were like in a way like bad you know stay away from scary people and you know (laughs) yeah and and like don't don't have boundaries other than that you know that was kind of like the um implicit modeling that I inherited. And so much of that was like love people and like, you know, get other people to like you. And I think that's been such mm. a big part of my, my self image and how I've learned to operate in the world is like just almost stepping outside myself to like make sure other people feel good and that they're like, but, but ultimately it was a, it was coming from a place of like self-preservation, you know? Yeah. And, uh, well, and that's and what I, I like. Now I'm, that's what I like about hearing you, I guess, kind of say that in some ways is that by putting it out into the world you can no longer really hide behind it you know it's Mm. it exists now you know and i think that's maybe in some ways for me it's the it's saying that i'm not a christian you know i i went to a conservative christian school i went to all these different things and i care about my status and what people think about me but why you know um and if if that's the truth that I that I believe, then what's it matter what other people think? And let those people let's have a conversation about. It. I'm I'm open to conversations, right? Or I'm yeah. I'm open to 
to talk about my life and, and why or what and who and but I don't need to hide behind that anymore. I don't need to run away from it. I, I think I just have to own it and be like, here it is. And yeah. that's what I hear you doing, you know, is owning it, being like, you know, I've been ashamed of maybe not talking to your your family or, or you know, your parents. Um, and not that that's not something you still have to, to deal with, but it just, it's almost, it's almost like showing your hand, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, like here it is. Well, no, like, I, I, I think that's a great reflection, Shane, and I'm really like valuing your perspective on it because, you know, my wife's been really supportive. Um, I have so much trust and like appreciation for her because she's like really fucking got my back yeah and like and that's you know such a gift to have another person to like that i i can truly trust like through Mm. and through and and i think she's helped me to like you know get more space around my past and see the ways that i've been holding on and now that i feel like you know I, i do think i'm turning a corner and being on your, you know, having this conversation with you, um, it it feels like it's, it is, there's something about just like showing my hand around, like, you know what, like my past and my childhood had some really challenging, scary, painful things that happened. And part of that was, you know, culminated in my brother dying and, and that has left kind of a certain like, echo in my being yeah um but the more i like am willing to like air it out and face it and share it you know the more i feel like it's kind of it liberates itself and i can actually step more into the life that that's right here you know which is beautiful man i got a you know amazing wife and son and job and like there's so much goodness present right in my life but when i'm like caught in the pain of the past it's often hard to to really let it in you know yeah, absolutely. And and to give another like analogy or I don't know, whatever, is I, this move for us, you know, I, I'm currently sitting in our spare bedroom. I have a little table set up in the corner uh, with my podcasting equipment all here. Behind me is a shit show. I mean, there's boxes. There's like, it's just crazy, right? I can still function. I'm still doing my thing. I'm still doing it. Nobody else knows, you know, you don't see the baggage that's going on behind in order for well, me now to... everybody knows Shane. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> Surprise! You yourself. <laughs> but in order for me to clean up this room, I have to take it out. I have to take it out into an open space. And I have to start to reorganize and start to, like, sort through it. You know, I've got boxes of just stuff. And I'm like, oh, all right, well, there's pins, there's magnets, there's whatever in this box. And i got to take all those things out because they don't all go in the same place, you know? And yeah. so i got to sort through that. And you got to get a little messy before you can get clean, <laughs> you know? And, totally. and so like, sometimes you just, you gotta, you gotta spread it out and you gotta like move things around and you gotta empty that room out and evaluate yeah. what you got going on before you can start putting it back into its order. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great example. That's helpful. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's exactly it. Right. It's like, keep, creating the space yeah and uh and in a way it's, a, it's an interesting thing because like part of me now at you know being a dad and like i look back on you know many years of um feeling like i was sorting through things sure and 
there's a part of me that's like, why did I take so long? Why did I take so much space to do that? Because I could have been like building my career or making money or, or having cool experiences. Um, but it also is like, it takes as much time as it takes. Mm. And I still don't understand why it takes what it takes, but like, I don't know if I ever will, you know, part of, maybe part of making peace with it is just accepting that there's like, like kind of like you said, it happens the way that it happens. And yeah, that's and why we're having no, this conversation, you know? I mean, yeah, like your, your life could have looked so much different had things been different, but we're having a conversation today because of the experiences and because of the things that you've gone through and, and this conversation in its, in and of itself. And, you know, this is what I love about the podcast and you know, why I, I, I've said it on here before and I'll keep saying it, but do good and make a difference. I've been pressured in some ways to, to narrowly focus that in. What do you mean do good? What do you mean make a difference? And I'm not going to narrow that in besides the fact of like, I don't know what that looks like and that's okay. Um, but if this conversation that we're having right now allows someone else to to have a conversation with their family or to look a little deeper into their, their own life or whatever that is, then isn't that awesome? Isn't that doing good? Isn't that making a difference? And, and, uh, I just think that people, everybody has a story. And I think that the more we understand that we're more alike than we are different, um, but that it's okay to be different and that it's okay to be who we are. Um, and to love each other anyway, I think that's huge. So I, you're, dude, you're, 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 my ears are uh, being massaged by your words, bro. I dig it. <laughs> and it actually makes me think of, like, I'm not a huge um, Star Wars guy, but, yeah. like, you know, what you're talking about to me feels like the Force, yeah. you know? And it's like, the Force is with us, and it's like, even even the dark side is part of the dance, you know? And, mm. and I think it doesn't mean that, like I believe I'm responsible for my dark impulses. Yeah. But they're not inherently bad. Like if I hold them that way, then I'm going to probably continue to perpetuate them. But like, you know, if I'm able to actually accept that, like at the core of that darkness is the desire for love and for the force, then I can like, I can make peace with it, you know? And so I don't know why I'm sharing that, but it's just like something about what you said made me think of the force and how like, you know, we're all an expression of that and it's all, it moves in its own way. And, Mm -hmm. and to try and like, for me to try and line up, line up with that as much as I can and, and just trust it is what makes me feel the most alive and makes me feel like I'm living a meaningful life, you know? Yeah. It's the yin and the yang, the, uh, the book, um, one of the books I'm reading is the Jordan Peterson book, 12 Rules to Life. And it's the oh, order okay. order and chaos. You know, he talks about order and chaos and how uh, it's like the yin and the yang to life. And it, it sounds similar to kind of what you were saying, you know, the, the dark side. And it exists. It's always going to be there. There's always going to be chaos. And when you step out totally. into that chaos, you, you still find order within the chaos. And, um, you know, you, you got to get dirty sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> In order to, yeah, yeah, no, it's true, man. Yeah, I mean, geez. it makes me think back on what we've been talking about too, with like, you know, like depression. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think for the first twenty-five years, twenty, maybe even thirty years of my life, like I didn't really 
feel much depression. Yeah. And maybe I was just covering it up with, you know, especially from college on, like, I feel like I, you know, I drank a lot of alcohol and just like was yeah. on the go and, you know, and I didn't really think about, yeah, I just didn't ask some of the questions that, that, you know, I think we're like kind of riffing on now. Um, but then hitting those darker times, I feel like there's something really, I mean, it, it, it shaped me into who I am now. And, uh, sure. and there's something about that struggle through that, like the chaos, you know, and the, the, the way that it shapes us. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I guess, you know, I, I, I also not to, I, I have a different upbringing. Like I kind of missed the, the Christian roots that I came from. Yeah. Um, my parents both came from very Christian families. My, my dad especially had a father who was like a built a church in San Diego and was a missionary in India for many years. And so yeah. like that, that's that, that tradition and lineage is, has been a part of my life. I just yeah. um, have had, you know, I found my, I'm still finding my own truth around it. Yeah. And I think part of that is just that sense of like bad and evil that like come yeah. through in some ways, like a lot of modern Christianity. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like it's an interesting conversation to have because I, I don't think, I think it's important to like explore what is the darkness and what is the evil and how, how can it be worked with in a way that will be of the highest good of all, you know, within right. ourselves and like as a, as a, as a humanity. Right. But I also find that like, when I look at how I've worked with evil and do, and continuing to learn how to inside myself, it's like by, pushing against it almost makes it stronger in a mm. way versus like giving it space kind of back to that analogy you gave about like taking the stuff out of the office. Yeah. And then it's like being curious about it and like wanting to understand like, what is this impulse? What is it truly wanting? You know? Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It feels better for me to hold the dark or the evil that way because, um, it just feels more, more whole somehow. Right. Well, I, I think it's this facade that we think we're in control of things. Mm. But are we really? We're allowing something else to control us, but we're in control of the information in, in a way, in a sense. I, I actually I keep saying the same things over and over on this podcast, but um, <laughs> I wrote <laughs> I wrote for the first time I wrote on a sticky note and stuck it on my mirror in my bathroom here uh, a little 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 piece and it was don't let uh, don't give away your power and for me what that looks like is man i can i can be i can get annoyed and frustrated at things and i'm like want to like the best example the one i keep giving on the podcast is you know when i'm driving and somebody cuts you off or somebody's going too slow or doesn't use a turn signal or does one of the million things that people do that are dumb and stupid um instead of yeah. honking my horn and flipping them off and being all pissed and whatever and like it affecting my who i am and my attitude and my my mood i'm not going to give that i'm not going to give my power away i'm going to hold on to that and be like no you don't deserve that that's mine, you know, and uh, that's, that's I been, like that, man. it's been a reminder to me. It's sitting there on my mirror. Just uh, don't give away your power, you know, so. Yeah. What's that been like for you to actually like put that practice into place? It's made me really ask the questions like, why am I getting frustrated at that? Um, 
here's another example. We had at our apartment, we, you know, we moved from a, you know, a house to an apartment and there's like different challenges with that. But now going back to like, Oh, I, you know, I did property management. You're in real estate. I know we, we didn't mention that, but I did property management in real estate. And so there's just a way about going about things, you know, a way of doing things yeah. that for me, I, I'm like particular about, I'm particular about a lot of things, but, um, one is they sent us this notice and the notice was, Hey, move everything off of your balcony and out of the like hallway. Um, it's outdoor hallway. You know, we're going to spray everything down and, you know, we're going to pressure wash your, um, your apartment, you know, your building on this specific day, which was a week and a half ago or a week ago. And, uh, you know, in, in my experience, in my property management experience, you, if you, if you're not going to do it on that specific day, you got to put a date range, you know? Oh, I think we lost him. We lost Noah. Hold on. We'll get him back. There we go. Calling. Hey, hey. hey, hey we lost you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. But yeah, Thank so they you. didn't. Thank you. Yeah. They didn't put this uh, date range on there, so it was just this one specific day. Well, that day came and went. You know, well, how am I supposed to put my stuff back out there? Like, you know, whatever. Well, a week goes by, and yesterday they came through, and here I hear them power pressure washing and doing things. You know, and it just yeah. it got to me, right? Like, it just made me really frustrated, and texting my wife i'm like i'm really frustrated about this and i don't know why like why is this frustrating to me they're doing a service to the building it doesn't really affect me you know we had this hurricane scare because you know this massive hurricane that came through and missed us thank goodness but um so everything was in anyway it didn't inconvenience me at all why why is this a big deal to me and yeah you know in a lot of ways it was like that's the question of like well yes there should be order that this should happen there should be a different way but but why is it why am i letting it affect me or why is it bothering me so much and just checking in with myself and so you know i i'm constantly working on myself and doing those different things and and kind of checking on that of why is this giving me frustrating me i also had a gal um Geneva, if you're listening, um, she told me about, you know, I'm an emotional guy and I get frustrated at things or even just emotionally, whether I'm watching a video and makes me cry or, you know, whatever. But she's, she mentioned this book that she had read, um, and talking about a certain part of the brain that controls all these different, you know, your emotions. And, um, she was kind of talking about her father. She's was, she's Russian and she's like, it's true. The stereotypes are true. Like we, we don't show a lot of emotion. You know, my dad never showed emotion growing up. And it's like one thing that she, you know, kind of challenged me with. And I've, I've been working on is like, whenever you find yourself emotional or you're, you're upset or you're frustrated, tell yourself like, I'm not going to assign emotion to that. It doesn't deserve emotion. You know, like if somebody cuts you off, like I'm not going to assign emotion to that. It's the same concept of like, I'm not going to give away my power, but, um, but just recognize, I think it's, you know, it's in some ways the same conversation we're having of you're, you're talking about like, I, I recognize I'm not having this, I don't have this relationship with my family and recognizing that is half the battle. And then it's what to do with it. 
you know? And it's the same thing yeah. with your emotions. It's like, okay, I can let it, I can let it control me. I can give it fuel or I can say like, nope, this is just the way it is. And I'm going to do, I'm just going to do so. Yeah, no, it's cool, man. I'd say that's a fascinating like um, inquiry because I, I think I, I, there's a lot in there. Yeah. You know, especially as, as men. And I mean, I'm sure there, there also is for women, you know, and it's not yeah. necessarily about gender, but there is an element of, you know, men being Prideful able to egos. express their emotions. Yeah. You know, and then I also, with you, dude, my wife, you know, when she listens to this, she's going to be like, yeah, what that Russian woman said. What's her name again? <laughs> Geneva. Uh, Geneva. Yeah, my Geneva, my wife is going to love what you had to say because like, I can, I think I can be on the, I can be more emotional actually. And I think Same. that's one of, <laughs> I think it's a superpower on yeah. some level because it's like, you know, emotions have a, a lot of information in them. And if it's, if it's, if I'm relating to my emotions with care and curiosity, then I think they can be super valuable. Yes. Um, and especially more so than the more traditional kind of like men hold their, you know, live in our, live in our heads and like keep our bodies all rigid and strong and like, you know, not show any emotion. Yeah. Um, and then live a very one dimensional kind of mental life. Um, but I also think like full circle, like I'm learning now how to do exactly what you're saying and, or, or what Geneva's saying of like, do I really need to give my emotions the driver's seat here? Right. You know, can I give them space to actually acknowledge them and, and, you know, and give them like the respect they deserve, but not be like letting them run, run the show. Yeah. It's like meditation. I know that you've, you know, I know that that's a, or was at least, I, I'm assuming it's probably still a part of your life. Um, but it's like, you know, when you have those random thoughts, it's like you can run with them or you can just recognize, Hey, there was that random thought and then you let it go. Yeah, um, totally. it's the no, same thing. A, it's just a, great point. a real life practice of that in some ways, but. Totally. And I mean, it makes me think of like one thing I do think is, is important is like, you know, I think there's a lot of us that, you know, even if we, that, that weren't able to feel our feelings mm. because it just, you know, culture has certain rules on right. some level around what's acceptable and what isn't. Yeah. And I think especially as men, like, I mean, there's a few things like one is it's common for a lot of men not to cry. Right. Just because right. it's like, suck it up, be strong, you know, and, and, and I think that there's some beauty in that, right? That a man, a man can stand tall amidst like really challenging situations and yeah. not break down. Sure. Um, but I also think like that can take, that can create distance if it becomes a pattern. Yeah. Um, that like the, the sadness doesn't have a place to move or the grief doesn't have a place to move. Right. Um, and then I also think the same thing with anger, like the last few years, like, and this has been part of the journey around like my family is like learning, like, you know what, like, it's funny too, cause my brother, Nate, he was super perceptive and he always used to say, dude, you're so angry. And I'm like, what the, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I'm the furthest thing from angry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would never classify you as angry myself. either. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting, man. Like, like a volcano of anger has just like been lurking inside me. For, mm. I think I'm guessing all my life, but I've, finally you know over the past few years felt safe enough inside myself to really like open to it and yeah and it's scary you know in a way because yeah. like our culture doesn't doesn't really condone anger for men 
um, unless it comes out like through sports or certain environments. Right. And, and so I think it's like how, you know, that's been, a, it has been and continues to be an interesting question is like, how do we express these things that are very natural, that culture has certain rules around, but the rules aren't necessarily in support of like the emotional well-being of us as people on some level, you know? Sure. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, that's kind of a rant, but I mean, I, I, I guess it comes down to like men being able to feel their feelings, but, yeah. um, well, and I've always been, how do we do that in a yeah, I've always been this like really emotional guy too. I mean, I, you know, it's always been the joke, even at Invisible Children, like on my team, you know, my teams and Andrea and Alex would always, yeah. you know, like I was the crier. I cried at the drop of a hat. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I cry when I'm angry. I cry when I'm passionate. And man, I got a lot of passion. And, uh, you do, man. And, and I love your tears, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with those, you know? It's just, knowing i think when you can i mean i just think when you can harness your emotions and use them appropriately at certain times and it can be a burden to some people if you just start unloading and they're not ready for that and and you know but knowing when the time is and when the time isn't um i also have had that was one of the manifestations of my anxiety and depression and some of my like mental health issues was this anger within me and not feeling like I was in control of it. Like it just exploded. This volcano came out and yeah. so that's why I guess some of these different little practices that I've been working on in my own life has been so huge for me and beneficial of actually feeling like I'm dealing with them and working through them and not just suppressing it and shoving it down and being like, Nope, uh, you can't come out. Totally. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. How has awesome, that's, uh, how has uh, your like you know fatherhood, um, you know marriage? Obviously, I think I- I'm assuming that that's really brought to light some of the things maybe that you've been dealing with. I, I know the process of you and your wife of um, you know being married and and that process for you was. Uh, was a journey in and of itself and now fatherhood and kind of looking at some of those different aspects of your life. How has that been, you know, affected some of the, the different emotions and different things you've been processing? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's been the trampoline for sure. Like my wife needing her, um, just, like catapulted me into a whole new, another dimension. Yeah. And, and not necessarily like in an all good way, you know? Yeah. Um, like I think the most challenging period in my life has been since I've been married to my wife. Um, but also the most rich. Yeah. And her and I, like the love that was, wow. Like I still remember, we, you know, we actually went to high school together Okay. and I was a couple years older than her. And so we weren't, you know, really close, uh, back then, but she apparently had a crush on me. And at that time I was kind of checked out of, I was a senior and like, you know, had a short schedule and most of my best <laughs> friends had graduated a year earlier. So I was kind of thought I was hot shit and like, I'm going to, you know, I'm done with this. And like, Long story short, she um, we kept in loose contact over the years, and then we reconnected. Gosh, it was two thousand 
Spanish. Um, yeah. yeah, it's actually what I, I think I was at IC still, so I would pro- probably oh, you may right. have some recollection of when I started da- dating her. Yeah, I I remember it more afterwards. Whenever I moved to Minnesota and I was working, and I know we had had a few conversations about it, um, but I don't yeah. I don't know if I remember hearing about it at IC. But who knows? It was a whirlwind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a total whirlwind. There was so much going on at that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in a way, I I think like having a practice partner um yeah and and the, and having the love such a strong love that has kept me and her i think i you know i obviously don't want to speak for her but my my sense is that she has a similar feel around just being willing to like ride the high highs together yeah and celebrate those times and then also to like go through the things that are really hard and 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 a lot of time a lot of that for me has been like healing the past you know um yeah and so it's kind of i feel like it, to some degree it's kind of easy to get through life without like letting down defenses if you're kind of you know just with friends and i mean people i think get it like i'm sure all my friends have been like seeing my defenses and you kind of get used to them or whatever sure um but like w- with a partner it's just like at least the type of relationship I want to have, it's just like that. And, and especially the one type that she wants to have, it's like, that doesn't fly, you know, it's like, yeah. no, we're, we've got, we got to work through that. And so, you know, a lot, I, I like, I hate her and I love her. It depends <laughs> on the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, so. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. More, more love than hate, yeah. but there's some days you're like, what? What are you doing? What's happening? Come on. Totally. totally. No, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I mean, I think that's the beauty, right, of like, yeah. of going to the, the difficult places is that, you know, there's the, the more willingness, at least in, for me, that there's been, and for her, I think the more that love can become the baseline. Mm. You know, it's almost yeah. like there's a death to the old self in a way, like almost like a giving, a, a shedding of who we were and who we've kind of postured ourselves to be. And then like allowing something new to be born both as a couple and like a, a marriage as a, a union, yeah. but also as like individuals, you know? And so, Oh, I just feel my heart as I, as I share about her because she's such an amazing woman and, yeah. I don't think I I aspire to be able to love her the way that she deserves to be loved. You know, that's right. one of my like mm. my mm. Um, north stars in in my life. Yeah, that's beautiful. It really is. I mean, to always be striving for that, and I think that I think that grounds you in some ways, or at least does for me. It's like the foundation yeah. of a, a a meaningful relationship in general. I mean, you could say the same with whatever relationship in some ways, you know, uh, true. Yeah. Kind of like looking at that, like how, how can I serve that person in, in a sense, you know, of like give them what they deserve. Yeah. I, lo- I like that. And I'm also curious though, for the, there does feel like there's a distinction and I don't know quite what it is. And maybe yeah. that's my own, you know, maybe it's my own, like limitation that I just haven't collapsed yet, but it's like with my wife, it feels like there's somehow there's more motivation 
than like even friendships, you know, like there's, and yeah. maybe that's part of it is having a child because it's almost like mm. we've got this ecosystem sure. that we're growing. And like, if we're not fully committed to each other, that it creates a certain drag or like lack of, I don't know, efficiency is not the right word, but of like thriving and, and then it affects us all. And so, yeah, you know, I think it's, I'm curious about that because obviously you're married now. Like, how do you see, how do you hold your marriage versus like your friendships? Are there different levels of commitment that you bring to the, those different relationships? Yeah, there is. I think, I think you're right. But I, I wonder if it isn't, you know, if there isn't a different that I just don't understand uh, with, with having a child. We have our little fur baby, Chansey Poo. Who's uh, in the studio with us here? But uh, um, yeah, I just feel there is. I don't, man. I don't even. There's uh, there it is. It, it is different for sure from friends to to my wife, and I think maybe for me it's even different in the sense that I grew up an only child. You know, I have a stepbrother and sister, but they came along a little bit later. And I think our relationship as I get older is, and they get older that is, it's growing more now, but, um, you know, I didn't live with a sibling. I didn't have that. And so it's been an exploration, I think, in, and how to love someone and what that means for us. We're, we're such our own people, but at the same time, I'm continually amazed at how how well we give back and forth to one another. Um, of it's never we've we've had these conversations. You know, there's been different people or different situations in our life where we're like, I don't understand why they care so much about that person going and doing that thing. Um, you know, or working, you know, coaching or whatever it is. It's like, yeah. You know, and again, we don't have kids, so there's this there's this one piece, and most of our friends, and a lot of not most, but yeah, most, a lot of our friends have kids at this point in time. We're at that stage of life where most of them ha- are having their second or third child, and um, the other ones are beginning to go through their divorces. So I'm sure you can relate yeah. to some of those. It's like sure. there's the the stage of life where it's like everybody's getting married, everybody's having kids, then it's like everybody's having their second and third kid, and then there's the divorces. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it's just an interesting totally. stage of life as we get older. But um, yeah, I don't know if I answered that question. I, I think that one's tough. I, I haven't really thought of it in that way, I guess. Yeah. I think the kid yeah, well, having children, I think, is a, is a is a piece to our life that will affect us differently and, and force us to, to love each other and look at each other and, and deal with our, our love for one another in a different light in some ways or, or bring out a few different yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool that you can, that you're holding it that way now. And, you know, um, cause it's, you know, it's tough to know, right? Like you could probably get perspective from friends that are there or that have kind of treaded that territory. Already, yeah. But, I also think it's unique. You know, there's, I'm sure there's themes that, that, uh, that you can tune into. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, that's one thing maybe it's cool to share about is like, you know, I, I, sometimes I feel like there's, uh, 
there's not enough truth around being a parent, what it means. And maybe mm. it's my own, my own journey. Yeah. Um, well, what does it mean to be, to but, be a parent to you? It means fucking early morning. <laughs> I hear that. That seems to be a theme in the parents that I know as well. Oh, that's a great question though, Shane. I mean, it's like, I'm learning what it means. You know, I don't, I don't know if I've gotten totally clear on that. I think it's, um, this may sound like, I mean, I kind of judge this way of looking at it, but it almost is like the most high stakes project that I've ever taken on. Sure. Cause you know, like, you know, playing sports can be a project, like doing like the science fair in school growing up, like taking on a business venture, like they're all in a yeah. way. I mean, especially if I hold life, hold life lightly, as if it's almost like this celebratory game that we get to participate in. Yeah. Um, and we get to take on these different projects at different phases. And being a father feels just like the most high stakes, most rewarding, but also most delicate and like high responsibility project that I've ever embarked upon. Yeah. So it's, it's, in, it's, it's, it's really hard. I find it to be like, it just energetically it's, 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 it's tiring. Um, I think if, if parents can be in good shape, both emotionally and physically before they have kids, like it's, it's that much, it puts you in that much better of a position. Um, to just deal with the reality of like the lifestyle. Sure. Um, we don't, my wife and I don't have family like immediately nearby. So, you know, we, I think are carrying a lot of the responsibility ourselves as yeah. a choice. Um, but it's, man, it's, it's amazing. Like the, 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 the invitation to love that is, is my son. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's hard to even describe it. It's such, there's such a joy and a beauty and a immediacy to it that, um, there's really nothing else like it. Yeah. I, that's what everybody says. <laughs> I, I feel like I understand, but I don't have kids. So I, I don't know how to understand. You know what I mean? Like I, I hear you. Um, I yeah. hear that, that sentiment a lot. Um, I mean, I can't, I honestly, I can't imagine feeling the love that my friends and people that have children have expressed to me that they have for their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hard to, right? I yeah. think that's a great, that sounds really honest because it's like, I know I didn't know. Yeah. And I still feel like it's fresh and new. Like I, I'm, I'm learning how to tune into it. Yeah. It's like river's so real. Like there's just not the there's not all the like he just he's just himself. Sure. And so if I can like slow down to really like just like be in that place with him, then it's almost like it's that's the then he's like he's pointing me back to like the love that that's always here and we just get to sharing it together. And the more I can like put my cell phone down or like carve out time where, you know, I think my business is so important or all these obligations that I have and I can actually just like really make space for being with him. Then I get to tune into that gift. 
of like being in love, you know? Yeah. Does it, does being a father, does it bring out, um, you know, different emotions and different, not emotions, a different, uh, how do you view your wife now that you have a child? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. I miss her. Ah. Yeah, she's mom and she's like, yeah, you know, like her and River are like two peas in a pod. And, yeah. Um, and then she's, you know, because she's with him so much, she needs her own space. Yeah. just for her to kind of charge her battery. Right. And so I just like, last night we actually had this call. Um, she's in San Diego right now. Um, I'll be heading down tomorrow and uh, and she's with her family and, and we were just on the phone and it reminded me of when we first started dating, we, we would talk on the phone because I was in San yeah. Diego at that time and she was up here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were just like, it's almost like we were started courting each other again just mm. in my in the sense that like we're different people and and we've gone through this experience where i've taken on new responsibilities as a yeah. father and like you know spending you know caring for river and and her and then she's taken on a ton of new responsibilities i mean she's fucking amazing man what what women do and um i don't know i could go off on a rant on on the like i, I just feel like our culture um there's a myth there for me about how much a mom, how important a mom is to the evolution of like of, of, of human beings. Because like yeah. that first year of life, you know, a mom is like essentially the, she is the source of life for this baby that is going to become an adult someday. And, right. and it's just, and then there's this like, you know, there's like maternity, you get maternity leave, you get three months if you're lucky. And like, then women are just kind of expected to like, you know, just do it. And it's just like, it feels like there's something missing. And I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but like women like are just, she, my wife is like amazing to see what she naturally just does to, to care for a, a child. And, and, um, yeah, I'm still learning to like understand it and appreciate it, but but I think I miss her, and I'm excited to like rekindle our our relationship in a new way, which I think we're starting to lean into now that we've been, you know, kind of a year into to parenting. Yeah, I think I think that's a really honest answer, Noah, and I think that saying you miss your wife, I think is is I appreciate that answer. I, I've had conversations with my friends that have kids and I think that's what they've been saying, but I don't think that's the words that have came out. And, and I don't know if that's like, you know, it's just that it's a refocusing of attention uh, to a, you know, like you said, it's this very real being that's in your life and the, the biggest project you've ever had that now all of your tensions here and it's away from and away from maybe the relationship with your wife and i honestly think that that's probably one of the biggest things that's held dana and i back from having kids to this point you know i mean we've only been married just over a year now but we've been together for a while and it's not like 
we haven't talked about kids and you know we're she's 30 i'm 31 so you know we're, we're still on the younger side but you know there's totally that's a conversation that we we have to you know we are having and we've had and though it's not in the near future i don't believe for us um you know it's something that we both want and desire but of the lifestyle change that is required um for you know to have kids I, I think that that's in some ways and i think it spills into the relationship between her and i and that connection that we have and wanting to continue to have this this connection that we do have you know um not just the the ability to go and do whatever we want or you know whatever that looks like but also the fact that we want to have that relationship with one another totally bro i dig it i get excited when you talk about that i'm like dude do not do not do it until you feel until you feel it you know yeah and And i i I feel like or go ahead no i just i i don't we're just we're okay we're we're happy with where we're at right now that's we're good yeah (laughs) i love it man yeah beautiful yeah you enjoy the space and the 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 opera you know it, it will only strengthen your I mean, in my in my in my view, it'll only strengthen your commitment to each other and to your child when you actually do have have you know if if you if and when you make that decision. Yeah. And um, and at the same time, I mean, I think there is some truth in like you probably heard this before. I did a ton where people are like, "You're never ready." Yeah. And I think there is truth in that. At like some point, you just like kind of like you know when you go jump jump off the diving board for the first time, like you <laughs> yeah. Like, like there's no way to get around the fact that like it's a quantum leap, <laughs> right? But you still have to walk up yeah. the the stairs to get onto the board and to jump off. Yeah, yeah. And in this case, you know, it's a little more fun the activity that you get to you know participate in in order to to make the baby. But it's, 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 it's likened to a diving board, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Versus getting like pushed in the pool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. So yeah, man, I mean, I love being a dad and I think, um, I didn't know, I think I always in my heart had a sense that I wanted it. And then I went through a phase where I didn't feel like I was ready. And I think, or I felt, I mean, even a more true answer is I was scared. I was scared to acknowledge what would be required of me. Um, and I didn't know, I think deep down I had insecurities of whether I could do it in the way that I wanted to do it. And I think I still do, you know, but the cool thing is instead of looking at that as like a, something that holds me back now, I go like, wow, like I'm sure most dads that have walked the earth have had fears of whether they could rise to become who they want to both for themselves and for their wife and son or, or, you know, whatever their configuration is. And I'm starting to tune into that more, which is like, dude, that is, that's where the juice is. Yeah. That's like that power is like that force is nuclear of like wow I can do this for my wife and my son and then yeah and then it's like things that I couldn't I just couldn't shift patterns or habits or like you know carve out new pathways in myself before river now I'm like dude like I'm gonna find a way yeah that's cool that's really cool it's a higher sense of like purpose and drive. Yeah, totally, totally. And part of that too is cleaning shit up, you know, like, yeah. like you know, bringing back the analogy of cleaning out the room and get, yeah. like, there's a lot of, you know, I think I w- I've worked on myself a lot, um, 
but there's a new level that has revealed itself in being a dad because yeah. on some level it's like if I don't change these ways that I am like I'm I'm literally like downloading it to my child yeah sure, sure. And, and it's just you know not and I'm good there's that's that's another piece that I think is cool to like you know my wife and I have worked on together is there's an inevitability that there's like we're going to make mistakes and we're flawed and like, there's no way around that and yeah. kind of coming to terms with that truth and also being like, and there's the responsibility to, to, to show up with as much love and clarity and consciousness as possible. Absolutely. Noah, so, we have actually, ride, yeah, we've actually reached the end. Uh, we've got less than two minutes before I need to cut things off. Um, would you like to share anything before we go? <sighs> well, I, I think I'm grateful. Likewise. For, yeah, for this opportunity, man. The timing of it feels really just like it couldn't have been better. Okay, and um, so thank you for, you know, yeah, creating this chance to connect. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that feels, you know, and I love you, man. I'm grateful love you for too, you dude. and what you're doing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for sharing and thank you for your vulnerability and um, opening up with us and, you know, challenging me on a few things as well. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm very, very grateful for this opportunity as well. So thank you. I, f- I feel that, brother. Well, let's keep uh, keep the dialogue going off, you know, offline. and um, Yeah. Let's yeah, see. man, I, I, you know, uh, like look forward to whatever's next. Same. Noah Manning, thank you so much. I appreciate it. For all of you out there, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Something uh, spoke to you. Let us know. Shoot us a message right on our Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, whatever that might be. We appreciate you all out there. Don't forget, do good. Make a difference. We love you. Peace.